0: Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor, a volunteer in your local church, Ministry in Motion is for you. I'm Anthony Kent, and it's a real pleasure to welcome you to today's program. As you can see, we're in a different location for this program. We're over in California with our friends from Loma Linda Broadcasting Network, and they're just treating us like kings. It's wonderful. Thank you. Our special topic today is building a culture of generosity in the local church. And our guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Chad, welcome again to Ministry in Motion. Thanks for having me. Now, building a culture of generosity in a local church. Mm-hmm. Let's unpack that. Where do you start from? Where does it all begin to build that culture of generosity?
1: Well, it begins, I think, in the leadership's heart uh, and. If the leaders have a a generous heart then they will model that before the people and they will publicly encourage that culture of generosity okay and
0: let me pull the thread a little bit further where does that come from from the leader's heart where does the, the the leader and the leaders of the church acquire that generosity from
1: i think you know for me i can speak for me personally is that is it comes from the recognition that that Jesus has been so incredibly generous with us that, that how could we not then be generous as well? If, if the church is the body of Christ, then we should be just as generous as Jesus was. Exactly. Or yeah. is. And that's the beauty
0: of Jesus, mm-hmm. you, you know, just that generous heart and mm-hmm. that overwhelming generosity. Yes. Yeah. Now, how do we get this generosity moving
1: through the church? Where did you start, Chad? Well, it starts with the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe, as many things do, uh, and so we use the pulpit to communicate regularly about giving. Mm-hmm. We actually don't use an offering appeal. We don't use uh, appeals for ties or offering in the same sense that most churches do. In fact, we don't have them in our in our worship service at all. Right. And so uh, we preach about four times a year three or four times a year on giving. Okay. So
0: you systematically and deliberately preach on
1: money, financial issues. Yes. And we we do it at times of year when people don't expect it. All right. Have you been to a church and it's December or it's early January? And what are they talking about? December, help us make budget. Help us make budget. Mm -hmm. January, you know, get us, you know, we need to catch up. Yeah. Uh, we, we try to preach on it at times a year when, when it's not kind of the expected norm. So when do you, when is the unexpected time? For you? Well, I usually preach on it um, at the end of January. I do a, a challenge usually, and, and we can talk about that a little more if you'd like, or, or the beginning of February. And then I also preach on it around um, May or mm-hmm. June, because we're going in the summer months, and that's oftentimes when people's giving wanes. And then I'll usually do a series of some sort in the fall regarding finances
0: okay yeah so how how do you preach on this topic what 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 do you do to profile it in your sermons?
1: Well, one of the things that that um that we do is we try to be bold <laughs> about it because I think sometimes we're too uh, i've seen some great dynamic sermons on giving, and then there's a huge back off where people say but you know, give as God convicts you to give. Well, mm-hmm. God's convicted them and then you've just pulled back the reins. And so we try to be bold by, by by sharing on certain subjects and then always giving a challenge. So we've given a tithe challenge where we've encouraged people to give an honest tithe and we've talked about what that looks like. We did a challenge called the plus one challenge. And we said that's different for everybody. Maybe it's plus one more dollar a week in your giving. Maybe it's 1% more in your giving. Maybe it's One hundred dollars more, and you're giving. Maybe it's one thousand. You know, so we try to give. uh, We try to give challenges like that, and we we do specific things like that to challenge people to respond to that that giving, and then we again show the generosity of who Jesus is, and and how that should be tied then to our generosity.
0: Right, and the response from the congregation.
1: How's it been? Do, Do some people warm to it, and others? Uh, even offended by it? Yeah, uh, one person at the door said, you're such a Pharisee, and walked away from me. Oh, really? And, uh, you know, and we've had those moments, and we've had moments where I had one gentleman that was extremely angry about the situation. He called me three days later, and he said to me, uh, never stop preaching on that. My anger is based on the sin in my heart, not based on what you said. And, so he and was his, calling him... And his whole life has changed, he's become a major leader within our church and his whole life has changed. He went from from thinking about how, where he could cut corners in giving to literally being a con- one of the most consistent, solid givers in our church. But he was very angry with me for about three or four days. Wow. And then he called me up and in tears, uh, shared with me how God had moved through that, through the through the message. And so we have people that are upset, We have people that are upset, that are changed, and we have people that fully embrace it. I mean, our giving is evidence of the fact that people are embracing it.
0: Right, okay. Now, I presume that before any message, but particularly this message,
1: you certainly do a lot of prayer time. Oh yeah, when you're talking about something, I mean, when when you think about the fact that they say, you know, money, uh, sex, and religion are the biggest causes of divorce, these are touchy issues with people and so you have to spend time uh in in much prayer. One is is most of all you pray that God is my heart generous. And so I spend a lot of time always asking God for me to uh live out the things that I'm preaching. I you know uh Pastor Dwight Nelson once shared with me that that you don't practice what you preach you preach what you're already practicing mm. and and so I've tried to apply that principle within my life in especially in this area of giving and that takes a lot of prayer because like everybody else I have those months where uh, with three kids and a house and you know a cat yeah <laughs> you know, we have the expenses too just like everybody else absolutely yeah,
0: yeah. but I think you're right in terms of the the, the profile of conversion in this this whole scheme of generosity mm-hmm. you know somebody once said that person's mind heart and purse or wallet needs to be converted yes and so this does permeate through the whole church it does. as we can see so Jesus wasn't backward in talking about money either was he
1: no the the most prevalent subject that he spoke about one of the most prevalent subjects that he spoke about I won't say the most prevalent, but one of the most prevalent subjects is money, mm. and so if he wasn't shy about talking about it, why are we? And if we, th- and when we think about the fact that the Bible tells us that everything belongs to God, anyways, yeah. then yeah. we're simply returning unto Him what is rightfully His and saying thank you for letting me have an interest-free loan on yes. this, yeah. on this. Uh, money that you've you've provided us.
0: Exactly. So yeah. we want to explore where it goes from there okay. when we come back, right after this break. We'll be right back with more ministry in motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is building a culture of generosity in the local church. And our guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Now, Chad, we we explored in our first module how generosity flows from Jesus Christ, Mm that the the leaders, when they're converted, also have that generous spirit as well. And it enters into the church. Now, it's important that a, a local church, and particularly the leaders in the church, know about the giving patterns yeah. of, of the members. What what do
1: you do in your local church? Well, you can't uh, measure what you don't count, right? And so we try to be very aware of, of the consistency of the giving patterns. And so within our local church, I receive from my treasurer every single week, every single Monday, um, not by name, but I receive an individual a report of the giving and where the giving patterns have been for that given week okay so I'm able to monitor that can I just interrupt you yes. here because this is
0: more than just counting dollars and cents because yes. really the the financial giving is a barometer of the the spiritual, spiritual health
1: exactly yeah. tell us more about that Well, you know we, we don't look at numbers just for the sake of looking at numbers mm-hmm. we want to know is is the message resonating with people's hearts are they Catching the vision. Oftentimes, we see as the giving goes up, we also see people's giving in their time, people giving in their in their um, in their experiences, sharing their experience and their witnessing. We see those things rise in uh, accordance with uh, their their financial giving. Right. So so we try to tie that together, and we we make we make people aware that 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 God calls them to give in a n- numerous areas, but but by by looking at the numbers, we often can see a correlation between the overall health of our church, how many people are serving, um, uh, how many people are attending, uh, how many people are giving. These numbers oftentimes go together.
0: Okay, and is there any kind of summary that's presented to the, the, the body of the church?
1: Well, we do do a weekly update of that. We took that out for a while because we wanted to read Re, kind of train our people Mm -hmm. because as you know people will give to a number Mm -hmm. and we wanted people to to give to God and so so for three years we took out all numbers in the bulletin and we wouldn't have that because we wanted people not to give to a budget but to give to to God we put the numbers in now more because we are at a healthier spot and just because people are curious and now it's more of a testimony it's it's saying look at what's Happening, and you know you we see so many so many churches where it's like you look at those numbers and it's depressing mm. and it's like man, budget is ten thousand and we're at one thousand and we got one week left or three thousand mm. you know whatever it may be, and praise Jesus, those numbers are now a testimony of god's faithfulness and God, the people's faithfulness to God exactly so
0: now. In, in your local church, Chad, yes. what opportunities do people have to give? How can they give? How can they support?
1: Well, like most churches, they can give within the, the local, within, at the offering plate financially. Right. And they can also give um, by setting up direct deposits here in the United States and I'm sure in some other uh, countries that are watching direct deposit and then they can give online.
0: Now just to explain a yes. direct deposit, that's something that goes automatically from their bank from account? From their bank to yeah.
1: So, so some of us set up bills. My, my uh, mortgage is set up on a direct deposit. It goes out each month. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, many people have that, a car payment, whatever it may be, in the same way people could do that with their giving. Now, I personally don't do that, and the reason why is because there's something to me very tangible about making that conscious decision. To give, yeah. But I do think it's better to do that than to forget to give. Oh, for sure. And and to not give at all. And so so some people set up direct deposit and then online giving. The most important thing here with with this thing is that is that churches let people know the different ways in which they can give, because so oftentimes, I've been at churches and as I've worked with churches and talked to them about stewardship, um, I'll survey the members, and I'll say, well you give online? Well, we don't have online giving. And then I'll go to that church's website and they do have it, but the members are unaware of it. Right. So here you're losing out on a resource right there. Okay. And, and uh, we saw our, our monthly giving go up by about $5,000 on average in local church. And 10,000 $10, in tithe almost per month when we started emphasizing the online giving. Okay, so in broad terms
0: financially, yeah. um, you've got the, the plate you've got direct deposit and you also have online giving, online giving. Yeah. which which would be the, the majority where people choose to support the church the majority
1: of people still choose to do it through the plate right okay. yeah. which which again I encourage because I think there's something yeah. beneficial about that that putting something in the plate making that that action um, and and encouraging that and then also Praise the Lord. That means our church. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah,
0: yeah. Now, as well as giving financially, yes. what what other avenues are, are vital for giving and being generous in the local
1: church? Well, if if you're not generous with your time, if you're not generous with the gifts and the talents that God has given you, mm-hmm. and you don't use those for God, then eventually, not only Eventually, even if you're a good financial giver, oftentimes that will decrease as well. So I, I believe that that we first are called to give our time and of our talents to the Lord, and and oftentimes that's when our money follows because our vision, as we as I minister to a person, and I and I'm involved in ministry, and I'm giving of my time, mm-hmm. then my pocketbook. Opens up a little bit more. Absolutely, and and so I want to I want to give there. So really, we encourage people in in giving of their time and their talents and their gifts to the Lord, and and they can do that through any number of ways within our church, through our different ministries, um, and services into the community.
0: Have you got an exciting example of?
1: Well, you know, I would say that that individual that I mentioned in the first section, another individual is, is um, a person who who is great in service and and they been active in in service and as they were serving, God called them to surrender some finances for a ministry and they surrendered that finances for a ministry that they were committed to. Mm -hmm. And they found out that the federal government had made an error in their favor. And not oftentimes did you get an oops check from the federal government, but that's what they did. They got an oops check from the federal government that was double the amount that they had given uh, for this ministry that they felt um, convicted to serve in.
0: Extraordinary testimony. So we've explored the generosity of of Jesus, Mm -hmm. the importance of growing that generosity within the local church and ways that people can share that Mm -hmm. generosity. We want to grow and, and develop this topic a little more. Stay with us, we'll be right back with more of Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today is building a culture of generosity in the local church. And our special guest is Pastor Chad Stewart. Now, Chad, when, when people are coming to the church for the first time, the first few times, and they're hitting this emphasis on finances, on generosity, how does that go down?
1: You know, surprisingly well with new people. Right. Right. It's almost like they expect it. I used to tell new people when they would come to church, you know, we don't expect you to give. Mm -hmm. Now I tell people, if you're prepared to give, you may give at the end of the worship service. Um, Because I had actually a guest come up to me and say, why do you tell us not to give? Mm -hmm. Like, I was planning, I thought that's what you're supposed to do when you come to church. (laughs) So I said, oh, well, I should listen to the guest," you know. And so so we share that. So I find it that it's that it's that it's not off-putting. The other thing is is that when people give, we say thank you. Okay. If you give to a to a independent ministry, you get a, a thank you note. Oftentimes within the church, the only thank you you get is at the end of the year saying, Hey, thanks everyone for helping us, you know, cram here at the end of the year and make a butt make budget. Every person that gives something that we have record of at our church, and that sometimes is someone, we've had people put 50 cents into an envelope and put their name on it. Mm -hmm. They get a gift from us. They get a letter and they they get a book to say thank you for their for their generosity. So
0: is this like a first time giver? This is
1: every first time giver. Okay. Every first time giver.
0: Right. So you you. Respond in a generous way. So to we them.
1: respond in a generous way, and you know that, that um, uh, Anthony, that I can testify to this at our church that we have almost every single week first-time givers. Wow, that's, that's exciting. That's what's happening yeah. with, with God doing that. So I'm hearing you. you. You're not
0: just inviting people to give. Yeah. You and the church are being generous
1: with people who do the attend. The church practices giving. We. So if you're baptized in our church. I remember um, when I was baptized, and I hope that the pastor's not watching. God bless him. <laughs> he may not remember me. But I, when I was baptized, they gave me this Bible, and it was probably the cheapest Bible that I had. Mm. And I've seen that happen where we give people the, the lowest kind of economical, the print small, and everything like that. So we, everybody that's baptized in our church or that um, comes in through profession of faith, we give them an ingrained, Andrew's Leather Study Bible, engraved Andrew's Leather Study Bible with their name and the name of the church on it. That's a lovely gift. And we give that to every single person. And when people come to us, I mentioned earlier, if someone says, well, I don't have a Bible, we don't find the cheapest Bible available. We -hmm. give them a hardback Andrew's Study Bible. Mm -hmm. Now, when they're baptized, we'll give them the engraved one. But we give a good Bible. We want Mm -hmm. people to have the Word of God. We want them to read it. And, um, and so we give them a, a good gift in that way. Right. So I, I can hear you talking about the, 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 the
0: church itself, the congregation. Mm-hmm. What about beyond the church to the local community? Yeah. How, how does your church respond with generosity to, to those church, to those people?
1: And we've, we've changed that up, um, really, because we used to, uh, our Good Samaritan Fund was actually, uh, the policy that was in place was uh, only to the members okay well that's not a very good Samaritan <laughs> compared to the story. yeah so so we actually changed that up and now we um, give to anybody so you can be a member or a non-member and we will if you come and you need some assistance in some way, we in some we always can't give the amount that they need, but we try sure. to provide some assistance always to anybody who comes and asks we give gas cards, we give bus passes. We uh, will call hotels and get someone a hotel room. We will, uh, uh, we give uh, cards for grocery stores. We pay rent, we do electric bills, all of these things. And then we also also try to be generous in that, say you're a mother that's had a baby. Mm -hmm. We have a ministry within our church where for two weeks you'll get meals. If you've had a surgery, for two weeks you'll get meals. And again, this was only focused on the membership but now if a member comes and says, you know, my neighbor, uh, she's having a baby. And you know, their the husband has to work, and
0: mm.
1: we provide meals for that neighbor who we've never met, but they're a the neighbor of one of our church members or or this family member, their their family's having surgery, we'll provide meals for that, whether or not they're they're members. You know, our flower ministry was only about the members, and now if we know someone We'll provide flowers for, for their for their uh, surgery or their hospital stay or whatever. So.
0: Terrific! This is certainly a very generous spirit that we can see coming that's through, right. and the the benefits that are flowing from the church into the community are very
1: clear as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's led to new people coming to the church. It's led to new people coming to the church, just and people just saying thank you and having a good attitude towards uh, the church. You know, we're planting seeds. And we don't know when those seeds are going to sprout, but that's the key is planting those, those seeds. And so we just praise the Lord for that.
0: Yeah. Chad, I just want to thank you for, for sharing practical, helpful ministry ideas that's, that's working effectively in a local church and making a difference not only to the church, but to those ministering in the church yes. and also to that broader community. Thank you. Thanks so much, Chad. God bless. And we want to thank you as well for joining us for this episode of Ministry in Motion. Ministry in Motion, of course, is for pastors, local church volunteers, anyone who's involved in ministry. If you're a pastor and you're not receiving Ministry magazine, then we'd like to invite you to come onto our website, MinistryInMotion.tv. And there, there's a special section on Contact Us. Share with us a little about your ministry, what you're doing as a pastor, and you may be eligible to receive a complimentary subscription to Ministry Magazine. Ministry Magazine has been a incredible blessing since 1928. But once again, thank you so much for joining us on Ministry in Motion, more practical insights on how you can develop your ministry. But until next time, may God richly bless you and bye for now.